Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jameel Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. All homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how, where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zainashev and Tasty McDole. This is the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Now here's Jamil. Hey, howdy. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Hey, my brewing friends. <laughs> ah, tasty. So how's it going? Well, I got to tell you, I think it's the first time we've been on the air together since the National Brewers Conference. Right, and, right. What an event that is. Talking about that, brewing, brewing friends. That was ah, there, Everybody there was my friend, I swear. <laughs> if I had just had more time to talk to them all, I think I would have, yeah, I would have, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, that was absolutely awesome. And and uh, Mitch, he Mitch Steele from oh, Stone, yeah, yeah. he was just absolutely oh, fantastic. Oh, wasn't that a great having him on the show like that? <laughs> what a what a wonderful guy! Oh, he's such a sport. So kind yeah, and and yeah. and uh, and so you know so easy going and yeah. uh, you know we had some some good fun with him and uh, I just love that guy. He yeah. is he is awesome. A lot of fun. You know, there's you know the the craft brew industry is filled with a lot of great people. But there's a few of them that really stand out. They really get it. It's just been, you know, like you, you can't believe how how wonderful these people are. Right. That you know, in any walk of life, they're right. just they're just really nice. They're smart. They're friendly. They're generous. They're giving. They're just uh, just wonderful people. And I, you know, Mitch Steele's one of those folks. Right uh, up there. Right. Uh, Peter and I on our road trip, we stopped by uh, Firestone Walker. And Matt Brindleson, you know, that guy's busy all the time, <laughs> yeah. you know, terribly busy. Right. And he spent, it must have been two hours giving us a tour. Like, yeah, nothing else to do. The, huh? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> cleared the, you cleared the table for you. He, he's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to give you a tour. And then, you know, we ask, can we, can we get a tour? And he's like, yeah, yeah, come on down. And, you know, I just said, no, you're busy. You know, I shouldn't even have asked, but, you know, he was on there yeah. and and he took us around every little thing and explained the thing i loved yeah. you know is he was explaining why they made certain choices in that brewery oh, now so so their brewery footprint is only 15,000 square feet which is you know same, sounds like a lot but you know the, the amount they produce in that small footprint is amazing right. and the quality that they produce right. and he was talking about you know the decisions they were making on expanding the brewery right. the they have outdoor they fermenters made. don't they now or something oh yeah yeah, yeah. but they, it's, it's kind of built into you know they they uh, kind of structured them together to build a a, a breezeway okay and where they're expanding the uh, the uh, you know the the brew house the the kettles and all that how they're doing it you know one of the choices that's made a lot of times well you just make it bigger 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 right they're like parallel tracking it keeping it the same size mm-hmm. and then parallel tracking parts of the the brew house so that they keep everything the same don't have to change the recipes but they can do twice as much oh uh, okay. So nice. very interesting, yeah, yeah. and uh, so they're doing that. He talked about how they treat their water, about just you know their yeah. whole barrel, pro- every every decision that they made, and you know how everything worked. I was just like, God, I wish I could spend a couple of weeks here, you know, <laughs> being you know working working for free yeah. and just just absorbing. He's one of those guys that'll t- this, you talk as long as you want to listen. Oh, and you know, it's it's all just great information. I know a lot of people that talk as long as we want to listen. You want to hear it, <laughs> and huh? along past you, what you want to listen yeah, to. Yeah, you're right. But I could listen. It's all to Brin- gold. I could yeah. listen to Brinelson forever. It's all good stuff. I mean, yeah. I cannot imagine that I would get tired of hearing that. Well, guy he knows talk. what he's talking about. Clearly, yeah. yeah he's a- yeah, he's he's fantastic, and uh, you know, and, and Mitch is that way as well. Well, Mitch uh, gave just, us a tour when we were in Escondido, uh, and I didn't get a chance to go. It just kills yeah, me. Yeah, he gave us a private tour. The other, there was regular tours going on, and we'd go yeah. by and they go, "Oh, there's our head brewer," you know. Yeah. We're going, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. with him. 
and there were singers on the tour that nobody else got to see. So that's pretty right, cool. right. Well, and uh, we did, Peter and I got uh, we went down to uh, Ballast Point, mm-hmm. and uh, we're we're there just hanging out. And there's you know some other homebrewers there from Texas, and we're all kind of and we're like, yeah, when's the tour you know going to happen? And and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna have somebody come up and give you a tour. I'm like, oh cool, yeah. yeah, we're hanging out doing some samples. Mm-hmm. And a guy comes up to give us a tour. A nice guy was going to, you know, we're we're getting ready to go on the tour. Mm-hmm. And Yusuf comes up, and he's like, oh, no, 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 I'll take this one. Oh, that's great. That's <laughs> he's great. like, hey, I, I, you know, I got to give you a private tour, right? Yeah, he <laughs> should, like, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, uh, you know, again, you know, fascinating because. What a class act, huh? Yeah, they yeah. they know everything that's happened they at the They know the right thing to do. And they know they the, get it. That's yeah, right. and they know the decisions that were made. And that's the interesting thing to me is, you know, because, you know, you go on a tour, and, you know, how many times can you get pointed out what the mash ton is? And, you know, yeah, that's, 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 that's the, the general tour you we get. We don't need that. Right. You know, you get a you get a tour from somebody, Yusuf or Mitch or Matt. They're not going to tell you this is the mash ton. They're going to say, well, you know, here's the issues we have with this setup and why we did it this way. Yeah, and exactly. what we're thinking of doing right. and why we're thinking of doing that. And you really, you know, especially for me with the, you know, getting into the brewing business. It's just gold, you know, oh, learning that stuff. I'm just like, I'm learning from the masters, oh, yeah. people that I really respect. Yeah. Well, they tell you what's important in their own way. I mean, like, for instance, mm-hmm. we were in the, with Mitch in their, in their lab, right? And he's talking about all, you know, what kind of lab they had even a year ago mm-hmm. and how many, and the staff is, you know, he keeps adding lab staff because it's so important, you know, it's just like right. he finds out that's the, since they're a packaging brewery, that's the most important thing they do. Right, right. Well, we, you know, Peter and I, we also stopped at a couple of other great places, um, uh, bootleggers, that was fantastic. We actually really enjoyed that. And we, huh. you know, again, Brewer, t- tremendously busy, but he, you know, took time out of his day, to, you know, sample every beer with us, and you know, I'm just like, you know, he weren't on his schedule. He just showed no, up. No, he he's just like. Well, it was his anniversary, the, like the next day. <laughs> he's like, you know, I'm trying to get out of here, but you know, he took time, and uh, every beer was fantastic. I was well, I was really impressed. Well, there you go. And I don't, don't well, hear about them a lot. You wanted to stay. He must have known they were good too. Yeah, he's just like here trying to say, you know. And usually, you know, people will give you a beer that yeah. they know is good, yeah. or you know, and and that's about it. But you know, he ran through the entire list. And I'm just wow, that's yeah. really good. Wow, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to what, Oceanside Ale Works. And met with the uh, the owner there. He was he was a a real a real hoot. He's uh, you know like a former home brewer, um, you know great guy. You know great beers there. We just uh, had a wonderful time on that trip. Wow. Yeah, you know, so many so many great people. Went by Ale Smith. Went by Green Flash. Went by. Uh, yeah, we did uh, one day. We did like six breweries in one day. Ooh. Serious. That's serious. Six uh, or seven. <laughs> I'll say that's not bar hopping, but it's tap room hopping anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The important question is uh, how did you handle the driving aspect? Um, you that's know, what I want to know. I don't. You know, I don't want to know anything else about the breweries. I want right. to know how you go on a roadie with two beer drinkers. Right. Right. And right. Not get uh, well, arrested or wrapped around a pole. On that particular day, we stopped at Stone. Started at Stone, and I had a uh, one of their. Um, you know, I had the Ballast Point Even Keel, oh, yeah. which is one of those 3.8% hoppy beers. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Had that. Peter had something. Uh, so He had the uh, Stone Levitation, oh, yeah. another excellent yeah, beer along yeah. those lines. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we had when we had food with that. And then uh, and I, I'm totally impressed by the uh, barkeeps at the uh, at the Stone uh, Tap Room. Oh, yeah. Those guys really know their stuff. I mean, yeah. we, we chatted for 15 minutes with this guy. I uh, can't remember his name, but we chatted for 15 minutes with a guy about session beers. Right. And he's like, he could name like every session beer that anybody was brewing. Yeah. Just fantastic. I was really impressed. That was my experience at the Tornado in San Diego. They were talkative and they the knew Tornado their shit. The Tornado was real good, yeah. yeah. And, and, and you know, much nicer than the one in San Francisco. But much yes. nicer would be an understatement. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah, that was fantastic. We went they were there, civil. I think we went there three times. We went there twice in one day. Yeah, that was really good. But we we did Stone, and then we went to um, where did we go from there. We went to uh, Lost Abbey. Oh, wow. We went to Mother Earth Brewing. We went to Oceanside Ale Works. We went to um, uh, Green Flash. Went to Ale Smith. Went to Hess. Went to. Did you ever get to Alpine? 
No, that's a little ways out that's there. A bit yeah, I'd I'd love to. I love I love the Alpine beers, but uh, no, we and and my trick was Peter would order beer and I would just steal a sip of, of oh, whatever whatever sampler so he you was could doing. Taste or, yeah, that. so I tasted everything, right. but I, I remained uh, very much even keel. Even keel. Like the yeah. uh, the ballast point that started my day. Gotcha. So yeah, no, I had a great time and and really enjoyed that uh, whole experience with uh peter i guess uh, as you did last year you did not something quite so similar but you went place right. to place you just had to go like 300 miles between places right. yeah yeah it was a three-hour <laughs> drive between places yeah. this we took essentially the same amount of time <laughs> to get from northern california to southern california and uh <laughs> you know and just did just a lot more stops and uh you know the driving distance between each was was minimal we uh spent a good time in uh in Anaheim, met up with Matt Staley. Yeah. Uh, just had a had a, had a blast. Hmm. It was it was uh, something to behold. Uh, you know, you can actually spend an entire week traveling from Northern California to Southern California. Get all the beer stops, and yeah, <laughs> and, and we 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 skipped a whole bunch. Yeah, you need. Yeah, we're just like ah, oh, we can't. You know, we had to trim some from the from the itinerary just to make it make it happen. Right. But uh, had a blast, and hopefully we'll get a chance to do it next year. Uh, up to uh, Seattle for the Homebrewers Conference there. Go the other direction. That's a, I think it's going to be a long stop in Portland. Right, yes. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I just uh, went up there to Portland oh. and uh, oh, that's right. And uh, did a few stops up there. Had a good time. Hmm. All right, so uh, our show for today is all about uh, yeast selection and propagating yeast um, that are proprietary. So we, a lot of times we we uh, do interviews of these uh, uh, these these uh, breweries for for these uh, these shows these challenges that we have and the uh, you know they'll say, they'll tell us everything they got and then they'll say well and you know our yeast is proprietary well so uh, you know as as good 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 brewers we are we go okay what's close. Well, you know, you might try this, you might try that, but, you know, it's not exactly the same. They're used to the question. They just don't really know the answer. So they just, right. know, they've heard well, that people like, yeah. have used that to some success. But Right, right, right. Well, yeah. um, sorry. Uh, um, Are you interrupting? I did. Okay. Um, <laughs> as a professional brewer now, why didn't you choose to hide your yeast? Or why, you know, why do commercial breweries hide their yeast in the first place? Well, I'm not sure, you know, that they're actually hiding their yeast. I guess some are. I think, you know, they, uh, some will, uh, you know, they've been using a strain. They started out with some sort of strain or they, you know, they asked for a certain type of strain from a, from a yeast uh, supplier that would do something or they trialed, you know, a, a number of them and it was something that wasn't, you know, commercially available and they, they went forward with that and, uh, you know, they call that proprietary or, you know, they felt it gave them an edge. Or sometimes they'll they'll take a standard yeast, they'll use it for many, many generations, and the yeast is mutated. And they're like, oh, you know, this is exactly how we like it. And they go ahead and send a sample back to one of the yeast uh, suppliers like uh, Y-Yeast or White Labs yeah. and say, bank this for us. This is what we want. And, uh, you know, they feel like it's mutated just enough that now they call it you know proprietary and it's their yeast Mm. so it's not that they're trying to hide it it's like oh you know we don't know how but the yeast is exactly how we want it right now Mm. and then that's what they're trying to leverage i think okay all right so so is that is that practical or does it revert back to like just getting an original pitch of the say the the derivative yeast that is okay for instance say your 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 best uh Repitch of, of uh, that you're making in your brewery is at, at batch ten, right? Mm-hmm, the tenth mm-hmm. time you've repitched it. If you capture that uh, and get that banked, does your first batch then taste like as good as the like the tenth would, or does it go back? Uh, to kinda, You know, I think it doesn't probably a- exactly, but I think you know so, the mutations that have stuck and are in that pitch, right? Um, they they will there. they will you know still be there. Right. Those mutations will breed true. Hmm. So. Yeah. I'll tell you what, um, you know, one of the places that, uh, you know, if you're getting great, you need to great get great yeast, <laughs> you're going to go to northernbrewer.com. Uh, great people, 
They've got great yeast. They got great grain. They got great everything there, and uh, including great customer service and great shipping. So, uh, you know, go check them out. Northernbrewer.com. They sponsor this show, and uh, have for a long time. And uh, they're wonderful people there. So, if you get a chance, uh, check them out and uh, support support them. Support your local uh, homebrew shop as well. Uh, but uh, don't be afraid to to tell them how much you enjoy their sponsorship of the show. Let's do this. Let's take a short break, and when we come back, we'll get more into uh, you know yeast uh, selection for uh, cloning beers. Back after this. In a world where everything has been lost, what happened to the city? It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> oh, it can't be done. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you $7.99 Brew Saver Shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service comes... What a great hike. Let's stop here. I need a quick bite. Yeah, sounds good. Hey, I've brought a couple of Brew Bar Energy Bars. You want one? Awesome. I've heard about these, but I haven't tried one yet. You've never tried one? But you're a home brewer and an athlete. Brew Bar Energy Bars are made by home brewers. What better way to merge your two passions? Rich barley malt paired with simple, all-natural ingredients. Here, crack that open and taste. I think you'll be surprised. This tastes really good. It's a great flavor and so moist. Better than my usual energy bar. I'm surprised you waited this long. Well, I've been meaning to try them. I've even seen the write-ups in the brewing magazines. It's just too bad my local homebrew shop doesn't stock them yet. And you've put your request in for them? You know, some homebrew shops need to get requests for new products before they'll pull the trigger. Until then, you can always get free shipping when you order online at brewbar.com. In fact, enter BN Army for a 15% discount. Homebrew clubs can also get an additional special discount for larger orders. Good idea. I'll definitely ask my local shop to carry these. All-natural Brew Bar Energy Bars are now available at BrewBar.com, MoreBeer.com, and other fine homebrew shops across the country. That's B-R-U-B-A-R. Look for them at your local homebrew shop. Remember, it's in your Brew Bar Energy Bar because it's in your brew. A heretic is anyone who does not conform to an established attitude, doctrine, or principle. If you love craft beer, you're already a heretic. The very first thing we did when we started looking at the beers that we would brew, we got rid of all those recipes. We started from scratch. We've been pilot brewing the most creative things that we think of and the most interesting things. We've completely gone away from style. Heretic Brewing Company is opening this spring in Pittsburgh, California, and you can be a part of it. Visit hereticbrewing.com and facebook.com slash hereticbrew. Get the latest updates on the brewery and upcoming beers. Show everyone how you celebrate great beer as a heretic. It's a fairly powerful word. Being a heretic, that means you're not settling for ordinary beer. You are going with flavorful, creative, bold, interesting beers. A heretic is looking for the best beers out there. Be a heretic. Don't drink ordinary beer. 
Glickman Engineering set out to design a great brewing stand. They knew it had to be strong, adaptable, and last for a lifetime. The top-tier brewing stand is now proudly available at BlickmanEngineering.com. It grows with your brewing skills and equipment. Start with 5-gallon coolers on its heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves. Then move all the way up to 30-gallon pots on the high-output burner tiers. Speaking of burners, the custom Blickman Engineering top-tier burners are extremely powerful, efficient, and amazingly quiet. They have safety stops to center your pot, and they'll last a lifetime and won't rust. The top-tier brewing stand allows virtually infinite combinations from traditional gravity systems to two tiers to completely horizontal. Configure your stand the way you want and have the freedom to change it at any time in the future. Your brewing stand should adapt with you, not force you to learn a new process. Visit BlickmanEngineering.com today to configure your top-tier brewing stand and to find a local Blickman retailer. You'll be surprised with all the flexible features and the competitive price. Start brewing with Blickman from the top tier. Now back to Can You Brew It? All right. So, uh, you know... When we when we're doing these uh, interviews and somebody's talking about their yeast and you know being proprietary, you know how do, how do we go about that? You know, Tasty, what do you, what do you take from that when somebody says, "Oh, you know, my yeast proprietary"? Uh, well, if I if I, just, if I know they're making like a like an English style beer or a, you know a real like a, neut- a yeast neutral kind of beer, I, I can. Probably get you know fairly close if it's a right. Belgian beer. Mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. then there's a lot of variation and there's like this, right. and then but they give us like temperature where they're fermenting and mm-hmm. uh, what and of course we if we can taste the beer ahead of time that makes right. a big difference and see what the uh, like the the uh, profile is. If it's American pub beer, maybe you're thinking, yeah, oh, it's it's yeah, like some, a, a ten fifty six oh yeah some neutral yeast thing. or something like that. Or right. if they sort of imply it's an English type yeast, then yeah, I think. Otherwise, most of the beers uh, don't have that kind of really mm-hmm. varied yeast. I don't think. Right. Yeah. The ones I find challenging are you know some of the 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 British ones that we've done where Neil's done an interview. Yeah. Uh, you know, coming to mind, Black Sheep. Yeah. Uh, we need to get the the West Yorkshire yeast from from Y yeast in order to do that one, and that turned out to be the right one. Uh, thanks to Greg Doss at, at Y yeast for that. Yeah. Um, if we, you know, if we hadn't known that, um, or didn't have a way of, you know, discerning what was the right yeast to use, right. uh, we would have been, you know, there's so many that, and the characters vary, you know, they vary, you, you but know. They, the the extent or the intensity of their contribution varies too. Right, right. So you know, like you know, obviously, so like, you could pick any English yeast. Yeah, but it would. Yeah. It would be similar, but it's not going to be cloned. Especially in lighter beers. I think that's where yeast is most important. Lighter gravity mm-hmm. beers where yeast flavors are a big, you know, bigger contributor to the flavor profile. Big, like big stouts and uh, and strong, you know, German beers. Mm-hmm. It probably doesn't matter a whole lot. Well, and that, that brings up a point. You know, lagers. Yeah. I've always been of the mind that, you know, find one lager yeast you yeah. like and then make- just always... Just use it for every lager, and you know, just right. just get used to using that one lager yeast. But you know, how do you feel about you know the the difference in lager yeasts? Well, again, it depends on what the flavor contribution is. Like a Mertzen is going to need going to need a, you know mm-hmm. a yeast that will produce those those mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those kind of flavors. Uh, yeah, some are maltier, some yeah. are hoppier, some are drier, some are sweeter. Right. But a lot of those drier, sweeter things are all a part of the way you know the uh, the, the recipe. way you use it, yeah. the way you use it, the process mm-hmm. or the recipe. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, y- you know, when it comes to uh, the Belgians. Yeah. Then the you know have you have you have you done many many of the Belgians for the show so far? No, no. I don't think I've done any Belgian. I I'm pretty Moran, much just Moran's getting the West Coast style beers. And, right. Right. Which I love, of course. Well, and uh, you know what I've tended to do in the past is. Um, you know, and, and not necessarily for the Kenya Brewit episodes, but you know, when I'm trying to produce a certain character or emulate a certain kind of beer, you know, it's like I'll drink a beer and I go, "Wow, that's really great! I love how the yeast character plays with the the malts and the, you know, uh, whatever it might be, you know, spicing or something." 
and uh, you know, I'll I'll uh, base my choice off of kind of you know some of those yeasts. Some of those Belgian yeasts are fruitier. Right. Some of them are spicier. Right. Some of them are more neutral. Some of lower them phenolics. are yeah, lower phenolics, lower. And then they're know, all dependent fruity. on temperature too. I mean, you can right, right. Yeah, some different. of them are drier. Some of them are sweeter. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, interesting. You know, combination of things. And so I'll kind of look at those characters, and you can look at the the website for uh, mm-hmm. uh, White Labs or Y Yeast, and they have pretty good descriptions. Yeah, in there. flavor descriptors, right? And not that you can discern a lot from an individual description, but you can look at, um, you know, all their, you know, Belgian yeast, and and, and oftentimes it'll say something like, Pepper-y you know, m- more phenolic than, or yeah. less phenolic yeah. than, or more fruity than, or less fruity than, right. and you can kind of use that to uh, determine, you know, okay, well, I want less, so I'm going to go with this one, or right. I want more, so I'm going to go with this one. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's all relative. They right. they have a, you know, I don't know that the the descriptions are, um, you know, the end all be all of oh, just read this description and you'll know that's the yeast you want. But yeah. at least you know along their product lines right. that you're gonna, you know, this is you know the lesser one, right. and that's the one to choose. Right. Well, White Labs has a document on their white on their website that it shows each yeast and then it shows temperature range. Uh, very, you know, like mm-hmm, at this temperature, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. going to do more of this than that, mm-hmm. which I found really interesting. I thought, right? Yeah. Well, people ask me about temperature ranges. They go, "Well, you know, this, you know, the the site lists, um, you know, temperature range of sixty five to <laughs> uh, you know seventy five, yeah. you know, or you know, or you know, sixty seven to you know seventy two, and I want to use it at uh, you know sixty five, but you know, that's outside the range." It's like, well, you know, the range is, you know, like a suggested range. Right. But it does vary by temperature. So, I mean, to to, to take a yeast and not consider the temperature it's going to ferment at is sort of like taking Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. potluck in terms of flavors, I think. Right. That's a good point. I think, uh, you know, the manufacturer is kind of giving you, well... You know, in this kind of range, this is the kind of character you can expect. This is the kind of attenuation you can expect. Right. You know, they go, well, you know, oh, the attenuation number is different than what I want. It's like, well, you can kind of control that. You can you can control the character, mm-hmm. you know, based on the amount of oxygen, the pitching range, mash the temperature. temperature. Yeah, mash temperature, like you were saying uh, in a previous show about... Um, uh, you know, you're um, you're using uh, you know crystal ten or something like that. Yeah, you know, right, yeah. trying to add more dextrin malts. Uh, all that's going to have a have a big effect on it. Well, and you know, so you know that's that's one way to go, I guess. Is you know picking uh, amongst you know existing yeasts. And um, you know you get as you, close as you can. Get as close as you can. So yeah. what about um, you know you, you, if there isn't a yeast, or if you want to use the exact yeast? Well, that's getting into the harvesting in the bottle kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? If that's mm-hmm. available to you, I mean, if, right. they, if they actually uh, use the same uh, yeast for bottle conditioning, that's certainly an option. Mm-hmm. I've never harvested yeast in a bottle. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, I, it's probably because I don't. You know, most of the beers that I make or the recipes that i like to develop are all kind of built around you know neutral yeast Mm -hmm, to me mm -hmm. it's all about the malts and the hops i don't want the Mm -hmm. yeast to be a big part of the equation well you're very much a mr west coast i think i'm a yeah it's probably much to to say about my my how not so daring i am i'm pretty uh pretty much low risk (laughs) brewer and i want to have any failures Well, and, and I've done some of I've done some of that bottle harvesting and yeah. and done some of that and and really have uh, uh, you know tried to figure out you know the best ways to 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 get a proprietary yeast. So uh, why don't we do this? Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll get into uh, you know harvesting a yeast from a from a bottle to do your uh, your uh, your Bitty. clone. All right, back after this. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. 
Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmasters database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmasters Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to Riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. BN Army, HopTech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. HopTech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of whole leaf hops. And HopTech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeved shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. Now back to the challenge. Can you brew it? All right, so we're talking about uh, you know proprietary yeast, or you know when you can't get necessarily the the yeast that uh, a brewer might be using for their their beer. You've got some. Wonderful commercial beer that you want to learn how to make, or you, you know you don't have access to. You taste it on some vacation. You're just like, oh my god! You know that trip to uh, Belgium was fantastic. Or to Great Britain is fantastic. I really want to be able to make that beer. You know how do I do it? Uh, you know, can you brew it? Is it's got a backlog of a thousand beers? <laughs> yeah, those guys. Those got to brew faster. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we should be doing a daily show, shouldn't it? The daily brew. Wow, just think about that. Every day, another. If we had beer enough brewers, and I, you know, I'm, we, I'm just shocked at how much you know effort it is to do one of these shows. We'll be like the interviews. Beer, and I mean, you've seen Sports Center, right? We'll be like right. Beer Center well, every beer day. Center. Yes, here we are. It's like the ESPN right. uh, of 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 beer. Right. Um. Anyways, uh, you know you. you Oftentimes, you can contact those breweries, and they'll tell you, "Oh, yeah, you know, here's what we use. Here's our our grain bill." Mm-hmm. Um, it's like Fuller's. They're just like, "Well, you know, here's our grain bill. You know, well, we've been you know managing our own yeast for 150 years, or whatever it might be." Uh, yeah, sorry, it's it's probably kind of proprietary I, now. I no it's like you know, it's not like they're trying to hide anything. It's just like, uh, dude, you know, you might try one of these ones that are you know similar, but it's not going to be exactly the same. Right. So, uh, you know, how do you go about it? Well, you know, cloning beers to me is like, uh, it's, a, it's a noble thing. And we do it on this show because we want to make sure we get it right and, we, and, and to, to essentially proof the recipe. It's a learning process. Yeah, but I mean, in the, in the real world, I mean, do you really need to get that close? I mean, 
Hmm. You know, if you had a good as it was good as uh, a commercial beer, you might be just as happy. But right. so we're under a little more st- like stress here to uh, mm-hmm. to get the yeast mm-hmm. right and uh, so forth. But I, I'm, well, I, th- I think it's but, a, you know it's a challenge for a lot of brewers. No, they, no, no. They, they, it's not that they want to stop buying you know such and such a beer. Right. They want to be able to see if their brewing skill is up no, to the I, challenge. I definitely get that skill thing. Right. I love it's you know, like yeah, you know, if right. I can do that, right. then I really must be right. a decent brewer, and I, I I'm able to do that. Then then I you know I don't want to copy their beer, but I've got some ideas on my own, and now that I know how good a brewer I am, I can I can go from there. No, nothing's more uh, uh, gratifying than to make a beer that. Practically nobody else could make. That right. If you can make a, a spot on clone of a beer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that you can't even get the yeast for, right. kudos to your brother. Yeah. Sure. Well, I, th- I think that's the purpose of, you know, can you brew it is, yeah, you know, right. again, learning experience, sure. not, you know, trying to bypass some, you know, beer purchasing opportunity. Well, I rationalize that you've cloned it when you really haven't kind of thing, too. Right, exactly. Is, you know, this is part of it. Well, that's, part I think that was the genesis of the show was. Yeah. <laughs> it was so annoying. It was really ill conceived. I didn't think we'd clone any well, of them. Well, there were people, yeah, people had given out these clone recipes and like, oh, uh, yeah, you know, I, here's, you know, here's oh. my clone recipe for such and such. And it's just like, that's going to be nothing that's like not even the beer. It's not like, even the right oh, yeast. Please, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that can't be. You know, and, and people do, you know, it's just like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Let's let's do it where, you know, the recipes are exact and we know it works. Let's prove it. Let's right. let's make sure, we, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, all right, so let's say, uh, you know, they're saying proprietary and... Um, but they say, like uh, Ron Jeffries at uh, Jolly Pumpkin, wonderful guy, uh, fantastic beers. And, you know, he says, eh, you know, we start from uh, White Labs 550, mm-hmm. but we use it so many generations. And they also use open fermentation, and they bring in the outside night air, and it mixes with it. You get quite a complex culture. He's like, you know, try the 550, but, you know, maybe, you know, we bottle condition, and maybe you want to go ahead and use that. Mm-hmm. Well, he's telling you. It's yeah. like, you know, right. so that's what you can do uh, in one of those cases. Hmm. Yeah. I've, you know, when, one of the uh, first uh, times when I, when I did something with um, uh, bottle, bottle yeast – was a friend of mine asked, you know, they, they love the Duchess. And this is back when the Duchess was, like, first available in the U.S. And uh, they're like, you know, oh, I love that beer. Can you make a beer like that? I'm like, ah, you know, that's a really <laughs> complex blend of bugs and yeast. I'm not really sure I, I, I ever could. And I'm like, I, nobody had a blend like that. Now, why yeast didn't have the Rosalaire or anything? I'm like, uh, you know, geez, I don't know. Uh, so I tried. I you know, drank a Duchess, left a, a little bit, you know, just a, a few mils of beer and the the yeast, you know, mm-hmm. plug at the bottom. What you want to do is uh, put the, you know, bottle in the fridge, let it settle for like a week. So all the yeast and bacteria and everything is kind of like drifted down to the bottom of the bottle. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, carefully decant off the beer. Right. One one pouring, right, yeah. and you know a smooth, steady pour. Uh, leave behind, you know, any sediment, mm-hmm. and then you know, kind of swish that around, swirl that around, and stir it up, and then you add back in some starter wort. Flame the opening, you know, oh, that clean bottle. the opening. That I, I do it right in that yeah, bottle. bottle. Okay, um, you know, clean the opening with some alcohol, flame it, and then add some some sterile starter wort. Mm-hmm. You know, fill the bottle up, uh, you know, two-thirds or three-quarters, whatever, and then cover it with a piece of aluminum foil, mm-hmm. sterile aluminum foil, and, uh, you know, leave that at, uh, you know, room temperature. Mm-hmm. Or you, it'll, it'll you know, very slowly. Uh, and, and if you're doing a bottle-conditioned beer like that, the yeast have often gone through a horrible process, and they're pretty weak. I like to start with a, a, a starter worth that's lighter, like a 1020. 20, 20, no no hops. Wow. Yeah, just uh, just about five Plato, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's a it's a much more delicate uh, a step for the yeast. Mm-hmm. The osmotic pressure isn't as great, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the the first time I did it, I got you know great results. I right. was able to grow up. The starter tasted like. 
Really, know, the starter work. Like the Duchess. Yeah. Nice. I was like, wow, that's it's amazing. Pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that that kind of convinced me that yeah. it was it was you know easy to do. This is viable. And I got in this whole yeast thing and yeah, uh, cool. Right. So uh, you know it, it, it's that simple. Hmm. Now, aren't you worried that? Um, you know, on a higher alcohol beer or a beer that that has been aged a lot, like the Duchess, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. that the cells are going to mutate, and that you're not really getting exactly uh, right. what you're going for. Or with the, with a beer like the Duchess, when it's mainly a lot of like bugs and bacteria that you're going for, does that kind of stuff not matter so much? Well, uh, excellent question. So, um, you know, one is, you know, are you worried about mutations? And, and one of the things, you know, when you store yeast, you know, warmer, you know, they have a higher mutation rate. And, you know, the colder you store it, the less mutation. So that is a concern because that mutation could result in kind of a different character. You know, that's why, um, you know, when the yeast companies are, are, you know, banking a yeast, they will, you know, do some some test uh, runs with it and they'll plate it out. They'll grow up single cells. They will ferment with those to make sure that that's the right cell to to, to bank. And, you know, let's do taste testing. So that's one way to do it. I, I think, um, you know, while mutations can be an issue, and I think, you know, a lot of times what you're going to get is something that won't flocculate as well uh, or, you know, attenuation will change, things like that. That would be the thing I'd look for more than radical flavor changes. So the flavor um, should be, you know, fairly close, um, you know, in most of those mutations. Um, you know, it, it tends to be flocculation issues, I think, that I, I see most. Mm. Um, now, when you're, you're dealing with a mixed culture that has bacteria and stuff like that, that was, that, that's interesting. And that's one of the things that uh, on Bruce Strong we talked with uh, Greg Doss at the NHC about mixed cultures and repitching mixed cultures. I've got this theory that – I had this theory initially, or, you know, I, I believed without really any true proof – that these cultures that are mixed with bacteria and, and several yeasts, that they're just going to drift wildly. And you can use them once, you, know, you get a pitch, you grow it up, you, you use it that once, and then who knows where you're going to be at, right? Right, that's what I've heard also. Right. Yeah. But, but then I just started thinking to myself, you know, and I remembered back to that experience with the Duchess, how much it tasted like the Duchess. That the, the the blend of the sour and the and the you know other things really seemed very similar. You know, there's limiting factors on yeast growth and you know yeast attenuation and bacterial growth and bacterial souring based on pH, based on you know available sugars and oxygen and all these things. And I wonder if there isn't some sort of balance that happens. Well, it's just kind of inherent in the process, right? Because you're making the Duchess grain bill and using the Duchess, you know, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, starter basically. So against those grains, it's going to maybe act the same way as it does in the bird, right? And you know, it it, it it can just be, you know, oh, you've you know, you by doing this, you've pitched too much yeast and not enough uh, of the various bacteria. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, the yeast is only going to go so far. It's not going to completely attenuate. The bacteria it out. is slower, so they'll take the bacterial. You know, still have stuff to work on, or you know, wow, you pitch so much bacteria. It's like, well, the bacteria are only going to sour so much. They reach a certain pH, they can't really work anymore. Um, or you know, they run out of sugars, or you know, so all these things. So it's really interesting. Uh, you know, if you're interested in this sort of thing, listen to Bruce Strong, um, the interview at uh, NHC with uh, Greg Doss. It's fascinating. A lot of interesting. Uh, talk about uh, you know Brett character and the development of that and pH and roasted grains and we're doing a, a beer at Heretic called Miscreant which has dark malts in it and um, you know my expectation is that you know the Brett character will develop more quickly with the roasted grains and a lower pH it's just a guess based on other pilot batches that I've done and there is some evidence to kind of support that guess. Hmm. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But it's, We it's, will it's see really, what happens. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make 30 barrels yeah. of this crap. Yeah. We'll let you know what happens. I have, yeah. Mm. I, I tasted it today. Okay. And um, I don't know. It's The Brett character's coming on, 
but it doesn't taste uh, flanderish enough yet for me. Hmm. Um, it's like a, a very interesting Belgian robust porter. <laughs> This point, <laughs> it's like well, you know, you, you so drink you it and go, well, that's a that's a nice robust porter. Oh wow, there's some Belgian phenolics and mm. and some bread character in there. Wow, that's that's interesting. But the sourness isn't there at all. Uh, well, and again, I think that, well, and I don't want it. Well, and that's what I think. the The sourness <laughs> is going to come on after the yeast, and I think that that's why you can use these blended cultures. Mm-hmm. And I think you can actually get a pretty good result. I've tasted. Uh, Vinny mm-hmm. was very uh, generous in sharing. He he had uh, some oak barrels that he kind of ground up into chips, oh, yeah. and he would hand them out in baggies right. to the homebrewers. Right. Dried it and hand it out to right. the the homebrewers at like uh, NC, Vinny, NC Vinny chips. Yeah. 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 And I had tasted beers that people had used, had made like from beers. those from those chips, and it tasted very similar. Yeah, exactly. Now like you temptation. can't you can't tell me that you know it's just an accident. I think again, I think the yeast and the bacteria just sort of fall into some sort of relationship where it's like okay yeah, well they, you have this part i'll have that part they strike a balance they move into the wood they they right. they cohabitate they they, they yeah. strike their truces well and then they, remember that yeah, um, yeah. i don't know there because you know like with the the duchess bottle and, and with the vinnie chips um i only really hear about people using that using those chips once uh-huh what about multiple times? Like, the, did the Duchess beer turn out the way you wanted, and then did you keep reusing that yeast and, and find that it changed? Or right, but you I mean, know, how, I think the reason people think... aren't reusing those chips is because they think they can't, or that you know they're you know now they've got ten gallons of uh, you know temptation, and they're thinking, oh, all right, my life is good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm set. set. I can retire now. Right, and all what right. they should be doing is gently drying those chips and reusing them again. Yeah, yeah. Is there a um, this is kind of a question from Blobber. Um, is there a beer or, or, or maybe a, perhaps a style of beers that we should stay away from when trying to clone uh, from the bottle um, in case the, the alcohol is too high or, you know, like European beers, maybe they're on the shelf too long right, and, and, right. The, and the, you know, the well, whole the, aging thing has kind of gotten, gotten... Surprisingly, that's a, a, a very good question. I for, don't know if, Canadian. You, if you translated that into something, into a good question for I a bad question. That. I don't know. But um, no, that's that's a that's a surprisingly uh, excellent question. And I so here's another thing that I've wondered about over the years. Now there's there's a lot of cases where people are like, oh no no no, they don't bottle with their their oh. yeast. It's you know they uh, remove the yeast and then they add back a different yeast. yeast yeah. You know for bottling, so you can't get their proprietary yeast through their bottle. And I'd be surprised. How do they keep it out, huh? If they would really go to that extent to do it. Now, maybe a large brewery would. But it's a matter of process, maybe. Right. The breweries that you're interested in, I think most of the time they're using their yeast for bottling as well. Or there's a lot of their yeast in it. A fresh charge, or yeah. Now, the ones that I wonder about are, you know, the Bavarian Hefeweizens, where, you know, something like a lager yeast is going to be more dusty. And they will use something like that. That's the only one that I really think, okay, yeah, they'll filter out whatever the primary yeast was for flavor. They'll pitch in like a lager yeast because it's going to attenuate a little bit more and it'll be very dusty and, uh, you know, kind of give it that, you know, yeasty uh, condition. So mm-hmm. I think that is, uh, you know, quite quite possible. Yeah. But other than that, I, I think that uh, – yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't avoid. You know, especially after talking to uh, you know Mitch at Stone about repitching yeast. I think you know, I I would go for the barley wines and the <laughs> triple IPAs, and I'd, I'd go ahead and just see what kind of yeast you get out of it. <laughs> uh, you know, as a home brewer, you don't have a lot at stake. With you know, you're a five gallon, or even just you know, you're just risking some starter wort. You know, see what that tastes like. Do you a go. you do a one liter you know test batch and yeah. see what it see what it tastes like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that's that's how you're you're going to make some ground. I mm-hmm. I wouldn't worry too much about it. I'd I'd go for it. I I think maybe in the past I would have said, well, you know, you know maybe you shouldn't. But I think blobbers blobbers uh, you know right about uh, you know worrying about it, but not. Uh, I think I think you still go for it. Yeah. He says uh, he's he's good to hear that his brain works sometimes. Yes, it yeah. does. It works good or sometimes. 
Yes. No. He's a he's a wonderful uh, wonderful whatever he is. <laughs> but, uh, That's the most diplomatic you can be about it. Right. Right. Um, well, and speaking of being diplomatic, and, uh, and how about in the bedroom? Things, what if you need to be more wonderful in the bedroom? <laughs> I was well, fellas and gals, I was wondering <laughs> if you need, if you want to be more wonderful in the bedroom. If you're looking to spice things up, if you've been fantasizing about surprising your your special blobber with an adventurous new toy or an adult movie, (laughs) well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. It's not every item, but it's it's a bunch. So, uh, you know, whatever you're choosing, you're probably going to get 50% off. And that's not all. When you select your one item at 50% off, you're going to receive three free adult DVDs. And these aren't just like, you know... Uh, the donkey porn that they can't get rid of. Yeah, it's like it's, Debbie Does Dallas. Yeah, you have, you have you have uh, choices of, of what the DVDs will be. And uh, you can use those for inspiration, and they're going to throw in a free extra gift uh, that's uh, nice and sensual that uh, you can use in your uh, lovemaking or whether it's with somebody, with multiple people, or, or in private. And to top it all off, they're going to throw in free shipping on your entire order. So check out AdamandEve.com. They're a sponsor of this show. And uh, help uh, pay for uh, Justin's needs so uh, you don't have to. And uh, to get the special offer, to get the 50% off of the one item, uh, to get the three free DVDs, to get the free uh, gift, and to get the free shipping, just type Can You Brew It or C-Y-B-I. Can You Brew It, C-Y-B-I, as the offer code at AdamandEve.com. All right, let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll get to the questions from the chat about uh, getting proprietary yeast. Back after this. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. In a world where everything has been lost. What happened? 
happened to the city? It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> oh, 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 it can't be done. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm gonna need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's gonna get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you $7.99 Brew Saver Shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service comes. Listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the next the meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in a can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. All right, we're talking about you know how you would procure yeast for uh, your can you brew it endeavors if uh, you don't know exactly uh, what the yeast is. So, uh, questions from the chat, Mister JP. Yeah, we got a lot of them. Uh, another one from Blobber. Um, I'm sorry, Blobber. Only one per show. Oh, sorry, Blobber. Let's just go to Pete the Dink, who. Asks, What's well, um, really serious, but that's all right. Well, that's fine. We'll get back to him. Is there a known... It's kind of a weird question. Is there a known database of yeasts that brewers use of viable bottle-conditioned beers? So let's hmm. say, you know, the right. the the best, you know, the top 10 bottle-conditioned beers that is that are good to get yeast from. Huh. That's a good question. I, I, I don't believe there is, but if that's something you want to start and, uh, you know, further... I would make it open source, you know, set up a database and just, you know, people report in which bottles they've tried to grow yeast from and what kind of results they get. You know, there's, I, I, yeah, I've seen documents that say which breweries use right. different yeast for, for bottling than, mm-hmm. than uh, brewing. So huh. right. whether that's accurate, I don't know, but I've seen yeah. those. That would be a good effort. All right. Poke around on the Internet, I guess. Yeah, or something out there. Um, or somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, well, back to the Adam and Eve read. Uh, another one from Pete. I've read where Orval clones are not quite right unless you pitch dregs of a bottle. Is there some truth to that? Well, I think it's going to depend on, you know, what you're doing and what your process is. So you can pitch a yeast that is similar to the Orval yeast, but you're also going to need to pitch Brett for Orval. Mm -hmm. Is there any Brett in the, you think, in the um, the dregs of a bottle? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because they bottle it up with with Brett, and then um, you know over time, the Orval changes. So okay. yeah. All right, a third one from uh, Pete as well. He had a lot of good questions, man. Pete, one per show. This one's a pretty good one, though. Can you uh, can't you just use a quote close enough yeast and adjust flavor profiles by raising or lowering fermentation temperature? No. No. 
Not even with some of those breweries that... Uh, you would be close enough. Yeah. And maybe several tries you might be able to. Like if you, right. can, you know, like move yeah. the temperature in a direction and it gets better well, or it, you, it, then you it move it the other way. I, yeah. I think um, if, you know, somebody's got a proprietary yeast and it was, you know, originally a certain strain that's kind of drifted over time, then maybe you can kind of become close through adjustments of your fermentation. <laughs> Close enough to, to call it cloned. But, you know, if you're going to try and take a, d- a different strain that has a kind of a different character, you know, one British strain and make it behave like another British strain, it's like, forget it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just not yeah, going to work. Yeah, it's too big a variance. Yeah. Okay. This one from Barroom Hero 1234. Pretty good name. Hey, JP, could you ask if we get yeast directly from fermenters at a brewery? If we should be making a starter at home to check viability, or when calculating from MrMulty.com, would you just use a thick slurry with almost zero non-percentage of yeast? Um, no, I'd just use the the standard setting, which is probably close to what the the yeast is that you're getting from the brewery. Okay. And then, um, yeah, if there's any question as to the viability or how long it's been in the cone or things like that, usually the brewer can tell you whether it's something they would pitch or not. If you're going to sit on it for a little while, then, yeah, I would I would definitely make a starter and grow it, you know. Yeah. But it, just, uh, as a general rule, I mean, it, it should be pretty good, right? Because it's coming from an active fermentation or a previously active one. It just depends. I mean, you know, okay. there's breweries where the yeast is sitting there and it's not anything you'd repitch. You know, okay. it's just something they're going to dump. They've already taken their pitch from it, and they're just like, well, yeah, if you want some yeast, here you go. So you really got to talk to them and say, is this, you know, this is a good cut of yeast that I could go ahead and repitch, yeah, or already, would you... Yeah, you've you already know. taken the bottom out and thrown it away and right, taken the middle right. for yourself and left the top for me. I mean, right. what have I got here? Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Need a little information. Well, Tasty, you, you get yeast from, from breweries, don't you? Uh, never have, no. Well, the really? only time I would do it is if I'm making, a, like, a big beer. And mm-hmm. it's more yeast than I really feel like I want to make a starter for. Mm-hmm. That's when I would do it. Like if I'm going to make a barley wine or something like that. Right. But in, I, the, in the past, because I don't make that many barley wines, I've probably done three. Uh, I just make really big starters. Because mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm not a re- I used to repitch. I used to put beers on top of other, you know, mm-hmm. uh, previous ferments and just had some uh, bad experiences. So I, I do a, a new starter every time just from mm-hmm. a bio. Yeah. Nice. Part of the deal. That's all I had from the chat. Um, all right. Well, actually, here's another one. It's a pretty good one. Well, I thought Blobber had one more. No, Blobber didn't have one more. Uh, I realized that we had answered it already. Um, Andy, or Anday, rather, wants to know Andy. about a Solara. He, uh-huh. you know, he, and gay? <laughs> uh, a, a constant sour fermenter. Uh-huh. He's curious about well, that. Well, it's not necessarily sour. So a Solara is, you have a barrel... And you've, um, you know, put a beer in there. And then you draw off a certain percentage of beer out of that fermenter to go ahead and package up and to you drink. You add back, you know, more beer. Or you can add back word, I guess. But you generally, you add back beer to that, that Solara and let it age with the rest. And then you, you draw off again. You know, maybe you, you pull five gallons out of a, you know, 25-gallon barrel or... 10 gallons out of a you know a 52 or a 60 and then um uh you know you just add back beer each time you you pull it out so you want to keep that barrel full and what happens over time um you know the the beer will develop its own characters you can add you know something more sweet something more hoppy something more darker paler a blend of beers yeah, yeah it just becomes a blend of and uh, i did this at home a little bit uh you know when i'd have a keg that was you know running low i'd you know draw off or you know and then add more and uh, you know it's it 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 takes attention to you know a, I think people like the the concept because they think, oh, here's a really easy way to just, you know, get this fantastic soured wood-aged beer. And, oh, it's just, you know, dump some beer in and take some beer out. And yes and no, you know, temperature, the kind of beer you're adding, the culture that's in there, keeping everything healthy. You need to observe that thing and make sure it's always topped up. You don't want a lot of air on that thing. Otherwise, you're going to 
get a lot of uh, you know acetobacter and you know or acetic acid you know, even from the bread. Hmm. Um, you know, if there's too much oxygen, you're going to get right. a real vinegar beer. Right. Uh, so it takes it takes effort to hmm. to make a great beer from a Solara uh, process. But uh, you know, if you're willing to look at it. And observe every every couple of days and taste and observe mm-hmm. and and you know maintain temperature and things like that and to keep it topped up, then you can you can do quite well with it. That. Could be a great beer machine. Could be a real. Well, you yeah. gotta look at it. But you know, it's it's, it's as much work as you know just fermenting something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you know, it's just not it's not like you know a gift from the gods. It, it no takes it takes thing. effort. But yeah. if you're willing to put in the effort, it can yeah. be just fantastic. So that's kind of kind of the thing on there. Cool, great. That's all, all right. we got from the chat. All right. Well, let's let's call this one uh, done. Done. So. And uh, let's go drink some beer. Let's drink some beer. That's what we're here for. We're here for the beer. Yeah, we're here for the beer. Well, and don't forget, uh, we're only here because of our sponsors. Northern Brewer, uh, you know, is is our primary sponsor of the Jamel Show. Uh, go check them out, northernbrewer.com. Great folks. Great shipping. Great service. Great products can't say enough good about them they are wonderful people the more i hang out with them the more i love them uh and you will too if you if you have dealings with northern brewer you will will appreciate it so give them your support uh in support of the show check out the uh the brewery network store there's uh good books there's hats there's shirts there's all sorts of goodies in there that uh everything you buy goes to the bottom line of the brewing network and helps uh, keep programming on the air so Make sure you take advantage of that when you can. Till then, Bruce Strong. And often. <laughs>